0: Well, I'm back one more time. Musical Chats with Danny. I've um, been doing this for quite some time, since last September now. And it started just as a sort of a bit of a something to do. And it kind of still is that. There's something to do because, you know, what am I going to do? Um, there's days I don't feel like doing anything. And uh, I'm sure I'm not alone there. Um, this has been a really, really rough go. Uh, it's been a long time. We just passed the one-year mark of um, something that has never happened in our lifetimes before. That's for sure. Well, our lifetimes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can say that at age almost seventy, the only thing I ever experienced in my life um, that would have been like this, I imagine, was when I was, I guess, I was five years old yeah about that it was before i went to school there was a um thing called the asian flu it was 1956 to 57 and uh, it was a killer it was a pandemic it you know it was a real thing and people tend to forget about it they think about the uh you know the spanish flu which was you know a big deal obviously <laughs> under, under understatement of course it was a big deal it was huge and it killed millions and millions of people and that's the one that people tend to talk about. They don't tend to talk about the uh, the Asian flu of the 19, late 1950s, uh, which was a deadly piece of history. And uh, like I said, I was around five years old, and I got it, uh, as did my, uh, my sister, Debbie, who uh, didn't survive. Um, she died as a result of it. And then I died. <laughs> no, I didn't die. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, this is hard to talk about, actually. Um, I survived, and I didn't die, so I made it through. Um, Many people, I lived in Winnipeg, by the way. Our family was living in Winnipeg when this all happened. And uh, it was a very, very strange time, I'm sure, for my mom and dad, um, because, you know, they were quite aware, they were adults, they knew what was going on. I was five years old. I didn't really know what the hell was going on. I don't even really remember, you know, much about it, if anything. It was just like this blur. And I'm sure that, you know, with all of the stuff that's associated with it, it uh, was the kind of thing you don't want to remember. And, uh, yeah, I came out the other end of that one. And it's funny because when this current thing, you know, the coronavirus COVID-19 things started happening around this time last year. Um, it took a little while, but the, you know memories started coming back to me that, hey, you know, this is something I have been through. I just was not that aware of it. My memories aren't good, but these things do happen in history. And, you know, it was a different world back then than it is now. There was no internet. You know, families were it was just a whole different type of an environment socially and politically and everything. So, you know, I would, I would, I'm actually interested to actually maybe do a little bit of studying about what really went down there. I did a little bit, you know, as I, as the lights went on 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 YouTube, I just checked out, um, you know, I looked it up and there was this old television program thing with a guy with a pointer pointing at the map, pointing at China and pointing at America and et cetera, et cetera, Europe. It was a pandemic. It truly was. You know, and um, I'm looking at it thinking, well, what was it like for those people, you know, coming out the other end of it? And, you know, getting back to, you know, quote unquote normal. I don't know how disruptive it was, you know, socially like this one. This one has been incredibly socially disruptive. And there's been an incredible, you know, amount of conflict and conspiracy theories and all of these other crazy things. I mean, I'm I'm reasonably certain it wasn't like that, you know, (laughs) because it was a different world, you know. You know, the nut bars weren't quite as large quantities and as organized, maybe, back then. And uh, being a kid, I was impervious to it anyway. I didn't know anything. All I knew is I was sick. I'm sure that's the only thing that was on my mind and, you know, being worried about my sister and uh, that, you know, and my mom and dad, you know. I mean, there's a lot of people right now, man, you know, as I think about it, you know, all of these people that have died and all of their families and the amount of grief is just unbelievable, you know. And it's not over, you know. I mean, sadly, and people, people, have a desire to be with their loved ones. They have a desire to... It's a natural human thing. And in a lot of cases, they're not allowed to do that because of COVID-19. You know, the whole thing about visiting your, your mom and dad or your uncle or aunt or whatever in, in, a, in a old age home, you know. You know, for a very long time, it's, you know, it's starting to change now, I guess, with the, the vaccines. But for a very long time, people couldn't be around those people they loved you know it could be that they can't be around their grandkids they can't be around their you know their aunts their uncles their good friends the people they loved you know their their partners uh, who maybe were in a different area of the country when this all happened or it's just really really horrible what it's done uh, but you know you can't argue with it i mean it it's not a it's not an entity like you know you can argue with it's, it's heavy-duty virus that keeps changing, too. That's the other thing. You know, the uh, the constant changing, the the mutations that are, you know, causing things that seem to be kind of stabilized, back in, like in Europe, for instance, in Italy, which really the first flash of COVID-19 in, a, in terms of the nightmarish bodies and, you know, hospitals filled, et cetera, Uh, it had settled down. Now, Now it's right back to where it was. One year later, it's, it's terrible. So there's no relaxing with this thing. You know, if you want to relax, you know, the uh, constraints that people have been under, you know, the closures of certain things, the, you know, the, the you know, highly recommended masks, if not uh, absolutely mandatory in buses and in public, uh, you know, places. Uh, if you start knocking those things out, which they're doing in a lot of places, it's pretty predictable what's gonna happen. People are totally burned out. They wanna be with their loved ones. They wanna party. They wanna to be together. They wanna to have a good time. But unfortunately, as a result of all that, a lot of people can get sick and die. So you're between a rock and a hard place. How do you how do you continue in this, you know, incredible pressure cooker? You know, I mean, I certainly feel it today. I feel it. You know, actually, one of the reasons I'm doing this right now is that I woke up not feeling great. I woke up feeling like it's kind of hard to get out of bed. You know, it's, it's not like I've never experienced that before. But it, just a feeling of kind of like, I don't know, a low level form of depression. You know, I mean, the depression is, is undeniable. A lot of people are suffering from it a lot worse than others. Some people are like debilitated by it. Some people would have been debilitated to a certain degree regardless of COVID-19. But with COVID-19, it has made things a lot worse. So you have a mental health issue, not just people getting physically ill, but people having mental problems, you know, anxiety and depression, very big one. Um, you know, substance use, abuse, um, to try to cope, you know, all sorts of um, issues that may have pre-existed that are being exacerbated or, you know, be new things to a person. All of a sudden you've lost everything. Well, pretty much everything. Say you've lost your, your home because you've lost the ability to pay your mortgage. Say, you know, because you've lost your job. And then there's all sorts of tension in your family because how are we going to get by? You know, that's that's a scenario. I mean, it, the ripple effects of this thing are going to go on for a very, very long time. Um, right now, we're in the middle of it, really, you know. Um, we're not at the end of it. You know, we'd like to think we're at the end of it. There's reason to be hopeful to a certain extent. But we don't know where things are going. Look at Italy. You know, everybody was feeling like, hey, things are cool. Well, guess what? You're right back to step A now. How cool is that? That can happen to us, and probably will, unfortunately. Um, you got to hope that there's enough supply. Canada's, you know, I have to wait. Like, at my age, I'm not really elderly. <laughs> I'm old, but not elderly. So, therefore, I'm going to wait till probably June to get inoculated, to get my, you know, get my my shot. Um, It is now the middle of March. So that's April, May. It's two and a half months from now. You know, I don't know exactly when, but, you know, from what I understand, from talking at the Seniors Network thing here, the West End, they're saying, yeah, that's probably where you stand at age, you know, 69. Um, But I heard something, though, like I'm going to be 70 this year in August, so I may fall under the category, I think, I will fall into the category of uh, 70 to 80. So uh, that's good news. That'll fast track me a bit more. But, you know, it's 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 debatable, you know I mean, what's going to happen in between, you know. I mean, there the could be tons, there could be developments in terms of, you know, variants that, uh, you know, I don't want to be bleak or, you know, anything, but, you know, it might very well be that these things aren't all that, You know, they're impervious to a certain extent to the vaccines. I don't know that. I don't know. We don't know a lot of things. We don't know where things are going. And I think this not knowing where things are going, uh, this is a serious uh, cause for anxiety, you know, just not knowing. And, you know, anxiety and depression are tied together. Um, You know, it's... uh, you know, it's just very sad times. It's very, very tense times. And, um, you know, personally, I, uh, I have really tough times. And I'm sure I'm not the only person. In fact, I'm totally sure I'm not the only person. There's lots of you out there that are listening. I mean, maybe you don't want to listen. Maybe it just depresses you too much. I get that too. Look at the media. You know, some days I just don't want to even know. And it's not just the coronavirus, you know, 19, corona. Uh, it's, it's also the way people are dealing with it or not dealing with it. You know, the movement against vaccines, the movement, you know, denying the whole thing of COVID-19. Um, so many crazy crackpot conspiracies. And all of those people are not going to get inoculated or they're going to, because you can't make people do it. So what does that mean? It means the virus still has lots of room to play with, you know. Um, it's just very, very tragic, but, you know, it's a fact. I don't know how many people have got to die, you know, before the, some of these people get it, you know. I mean, maybe it has to be closer to home. Maybe they have to feel it hitting their family, right, or their loved ones, uh, you know, their, their partners or you know people that they really care about maybe you know sadly that's what it takes but in some cases people go to their to their desks saying this is not what it is what the hell you know i mean it's crazy but it's a fact there are people that are really like that and it it saddens me because you know some of them are people that i know and that you know i've cared for or worked with or whatever over the years some are just acquaintances and you know in some cases it's a surprise you know that wow really you believe that you know i don't even get into it to tell you the truth i don't question it because it's pointless you know you can try you can try to make sense but when people get attached to something like that they generally are it's going to take something pretty drastic to change their minds and perhaps it's death perhaps it's like i said um Maybe, maybe not, you know. But in any case, getting back to the whole idea of finding out about stuff and wanting to not know things—that's completely natural, you know. I mean, we got we got hell in a handbasket here. It's going crazy, and um, you know, today I'm just talking, I'm talking, I'm a little bit emotional because I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a bit of the anxiety and the depression, and I think uh, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that. And do our damnedest to try to you know to try to cope, and it's not an easy easy road. Uh, sometimes that road is so so rough that you just park your car. You don't even go anywhere you, you know I'm talking metaphorically, of course, but I'm also talking real, you know, you literally don't get out of the apartment. you don't go anywhere. So what I can say is if you can connect with friends you know however you can you know you know the phone the email the zoom the skype the letters whatever you can do do that if you if you can and try to surround yourself with people that are supportive you know it's it's tough to be around people that are suffering but you know i think we also have to be patient in that and try to be supportive of ourselves and to try to be supportive of our own selves Um, you know it's not an easy road so I'm just going to say you know you take care of yourselves out there the best that you can and um, pray that this thing you know what can you say I don't even know what to pray for anymore but I'm going to continue and I hope you take this for what it's worth thank you so much there was no music talked about today because that wasn't what was on my mind music maybe the next time you take care of yourselves, Danny saying goodbye, for the time being.